Amen. Well, thank you. God is, is so good. He's so faithful. Many times in spite of us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's, let's try this again. Some interruptions, you know, you just, you got to let go, amen? You got to let them do. Thank you, Christy. Psalm 34, Psalm 34 and verse 8. We're going to be looking at the, don't, don't, we're going to leave after verse 8 just for a minute, but then we're coming back to Psalm 34, so don't lose your place there, Okay. Psalm 34 and verse 8, it says, Oh, taste. Everybody say taste. taste. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen? Blessed is the man who trusts him. I, I love this verse. He says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, I began to, I was praying this week. I had, I had vacation and spent a lot of time in a a little camo hut, amen, hoping to fill my freezer, which hasn't happened yet, so keep praying, but I really get to, get to meet the Lord in there, and, and God began to drop this verse on my heart about he wanted me to taste and to see his goodness. Taste leads to seeing, seeing the goodness of the Lord. Do you know our natural senses that you, you know, if, if you think about it, if you, if you close your eyes and someone gives you a piece of something you love, that you love to eat, okay, that chocolate brownies, we'll go, we'll go with that, Beth. amen, I don't think anybody would argue that. Some, you close your eyes and, and you don't know what they've got and they, they say, I just want you to taste this. Let me know what you think. You taste it. You, oh, it's a chocolate brownie. It's one of my favorite desserts. And you could, now, you didn't look at that. You didn't see that. But you tasted and then you saw with a different type of seeing. Amen? The, you know, I believe that what God began to show me is that spiritual hunger, I tend to think hunger comes from lack. You don't eat long enough, you get hungry, right? You don't drink long enough, you get thirsty. That's one area that we get hungry or we get, we get thirsty from, from lack. But how many of you know when you're really hungry in the natural or really thirsty, sometimes it doesn't really matter what you eat. You just want something in there to fill that void. You want something in there to take away the hunger or something to take away the thirst. And, you, and you're willing to do a, you know have about anything to do it. What you have isn't as important is getting rid of that hunger. Amen? That's one way of, of interpreting hunger, but I think it's different with the Lord. We get, we get more hungry the more we eat. He says, taste and see that the Lord is good. In the tasting, that tasting is encountering God. It's, it, it's those God encounters where we encounter his love. And what's that do? Man, you just want more of it. 
When you, when you encounter his joy, you, I just got to have more of that. Amen? When you, when you encounter his peace, when you encounter supernatural provision, you begin to see God move in the miraculous, and you encounter that. When you, when you encounter his, his mercy and his grace on your life, it makes you hungry for more. There's something about it that says there's more. This, this isn't it. Amen? So the kind of hunger that I'm talking about, the kind of tasting that I'm talking about this morning is built on encounters with the Lord, just like our worship service this morning. Amen? When we come together, we encounter the Lord. That should make you more hungry for that. Amen? It should make you more thirsty for that. When we encounter the presence of God, man, we just, wanna, we just want more of it. Amen? I remember the first time I tasted Parmesan crusted ribeye. I wanted more. I was full and I wanted more. Amen? When, when, when you taste and see that something's good, you want more of it. it, it now it's not, I'll, I'll give in to whatever, I'll let whatever try to bring some satisfaction in my life. I'll, I'll try this, I'll try that, I'll shoot around aimlessly just trying to fill this void in my life by pursuing different things or, or going different directions or meeting different people or, or trying this drug or that drug or alcohol or, 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 or any other addictive things that the enemy throws in. We just, we, we, if we're not careful, lack will lead us down the wrong road. But when you encounter the Lord, you encounter his presence, amen, when you encounter his love and his grace, you can't help but get more hungry, amen? <clears throat> I think I got to say that again, amen? amen? amen. Do, you, do, you, do you hear what I'm, what I'm talking about? Are you still with me? Amen? We're, we're not going to be super long this morning, just stay with me. God wants us to taste you know what that word taste means in the Hebrew here? It's interesting. That word taste means to perceive. It's not to just fill a lack. It, 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 it's to perceive the presence, the, the encounter of God in such a life-changing way that it makes you hungry for more. It makes you perceive, it makes you see, this word taste makes you perceive, makes you see the goodness of God in your life no matter what you're going through. It may be difficult, you may not understand, you may not, you may not know where God's bringing you, you may, you, may not, you may not see the light at the end of the tunnel, amen, but you know the light at the end of the tunnel. Hallelujah. You may not see the way through, but you know the way through. You may not see God's timetable, amen, but you know his ways are perfect. And the times and the seasons are in his hands. Amen. There's something beyond the circumstance, the trial, the test, the thing that we're going through. Amen. There's that we've tasted. We've been ruined. Amen. We've been tasted. We've tasted and we've seen. Amen. And we've seen the goodness of God. And just because our circumstances change or we go through things or we, we come under things or, 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 or whatever it is that we, that we face in life, we know it doesn't change the nature and character of God. And his plan and purpose for our life. Amen? Amen? 
God's asking us this morning to taste. And from that taste, that encounter with him, to see that the Lord is good. Then he said, blessed is the man, or blessed is the man who trusts him. You know, when David wrote this, was after when he, was, he had to run for his life, and he was with Abimelech, and he had to, he had to play a madman. He had, to, he had to pretend he was insane to live. And he let spittle, it says, run down on his beard. And he acted like he didn't know who he was and where he was going and what was going on. And, and, all, and, that, and, and, and the Abimelech, Abimelech said, this, this is a guy that's supposed to be a threat? And I just let him go. It was, his, it was, it was the way that God had prescribed for him to, to come out. And he writes this psalm. Taste and see that the Lord's good. David would have never thought of that. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Now we're going back to verse 1. And we're going to see how we taste. We're going to, we're going to learn how we see. We're going, to, we're going to learn how we satisfy that hunger and increase capacity, amen, for more of God. And, and, and Well, actually... Before we do that, I, w- I want to go to 2 Timothy 3. There's, there's a point, I was wrestling whether I should do this or not, but, w- but I'm going to because it's been referenced a couple times in the s- service and I don't want to, it's been confirmed, I don't want to not do it. So in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, it says, but know this. This is Paul writing to Timothy, the, a, a younger preacher that he had led to the Lord, and, and, and he was overseeing churches. He said, let no man despise your youth. In other words, God's deposited the real thing in your life. Be bold, stand up, and make, make proclamation for him. He says, but know this, in the last days, how many of you believe we're in the last days? I mean, they thought they were. 2,000 years ago, and they were. In the distance, I think we're a little closer to it. I'm just guessing, you know. He said, Know this in the last days, perilous, and that word perilous is a very strong word in the Greek. It's through the idea of reducing the strength of difficulty. It means, i.e., dangerous, or by implication, furious or fierce. I've heard these words used by the, in the day in which we're living right now. When people look out of what's going on over the nation, around the nations of the world. The, the reducing of strength, people's strength is being reduced. Difficulty is on the increase. It's dangerous. By implication means furious and fierce. So he said, now though this, in the last days, perilous, these days that I just described, times will come. He didn't say this is how you avoid it. He said it's coming. Fasten your seatbelt. Get ready. But we'll get you on through. He said, and this is how you'll know. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, 
proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, and that's not enough, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God. Now, what really gets me is verse 5 in this context. Having a form of godliness. People that are engaged in these things that I just read, I'm not going to go through them again. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power from such people turn away. How many people are declaring that they're believers and living this kind of life? You ask them if they're a Christian. Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. There's a form of godliness, and that word form means formation. By implication, it means the appearance or assembly or concretely a formula. A formula that's been established in their life to try to make people feel that they're different than who they really are. See, this is the difference of really tasting and seeing or form, religion or ritual. He says, having a form of godliness... The appearance, the right formula, the right quotes, saying the right things, the right bumper stickers, the right, what would Jesus do bracelet? But this is what their lives really look like. He said, for these Verse 6, for this sort of those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins led away by various lusts. Always learning, listen, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. That is a dangerous place to be. Our culture is full of it. People that are are forever learning and never coming to truth. Our universities, our, our, our institutions of higher education, many of them, they're forever learning and never coming to the knowledge of truth. We need to taste and see. We need to encounter in life-changing ways the presence of God, the glory of God, the truth of God. Amen? His righteousness, His holiness, and the reality of His kingdom. Other words, we're creating a formula that doesn't hold up.
Back in Psalm uh, 34, we're going to go through the other nine verses real quick here. David starts out this psalm. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Amen, number one. If you're taking notes, write that down. Number one, this is how we taste and see that the Lord is good. It's when our affections are on him, when we're, we're pursuing him. We're not just going through religious motions. We're not going. He said people that do this, that live like this, that hold these kind of views and values that have no expression of truth in their life, he goes, don't even hang around them. Don't associate with them. That's harsh. Amen? If they're not, especially if they think that, that, that what they've got is right. I mean, we, we, we reach out, we try to share the gospel. If there's no response, he said, look, don't, don't, don't be associated with them in any way. So he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. After his life was threatened. He was within inches of death. And God delivered him. I will bless the Lord at all times. Amen. That's, those, those, those position us for God encounters. They position us to taste and see that the Lord's good. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Number two. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Number three. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. Amen. You see how he's positioning himself for a fresh encounter with God. Amen. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Number three, uh, four. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Amen. As we exalt him, as we magnify him, we, we position ourselves, amen, in the presence of God and, 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 and acknowledging who he is and his goodness and his greatness to encounter that goodness and that greatness. And, and, and you cannot encounter the presence of the Lord and stay the same. The presence of the Lord demands a response. You can only so much and walk away without having serious damage to our hearts and our soul. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. The next one, and let us exalt his name together. Magnify, exalt. Verse 4, another one. I sought the Lord. Amen. This is how we taste and see that he's good. I sought the Lord. What are you battling this morning? What is it that your struggle is? There's specific things in the word of God as you press into God. There's certain, there's specific things in his nature and character that you can lay hold of concerning that very thing you're battling. Amen. You can seek the Lord in that context. Amen. I sought the Lord and he heard me. And delivered me from all my fears. This was personal to David. He had just got delivered from all his fears. They were after his life. He went through this about every other day. It says, they looked to him. Another one. They looked to him, referring to the Lord. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. Amen. Don't ever be ashamed of looking to the Lord. If your face begins to glow in the dark, just rejoice. If somebody tells you, like Moses, you got to put a veil over your face. Man, I just can't hit it. Just rejoice. The glory of the Lord's filling the earth. Amen? People are starting to catch on to it. Amen. 
Stephen's face, you want a new covenant reality, Stephen's face shone with the glory of God as he was being stoned to death. Received a standing ovation from Jesus. Amen? The Bible says he's seated at the right hand of the Father, but when Stephen looked up, he saw him standing. Come on home, son. They looked at him and they were radiant. Their faces were not ashamed. The poor man cried out. There's another one. Cried out and the Lord what? Heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. Amen. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Look at the deliverance. Look at the freedom. Look at the, 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 the uh, uh, being delivered from the troubles and, and the problems that they're facing as all these attributes, all these, this cry begins to reach the highest heaven and they begin to taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. A holy reverence for God. There is no want to those who fear him. How would you like to be without want? <laughs> Here's the key. The young lions suffer lack. Uh, young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Notice it says the young lions lack and suffer hunger. Remember verse 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is a man who trusts in him. Young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who what? Seek the Lord shall not what? Lack any good thing. Taste and see that the Lord's good. I love Isaiah 55 and verse 1. He says, Ho, everyone that thirsts, come to the waters. This is, this is the invitation of God to us this morning. And, and, and you might say, well, if God's given me an invitation and he wants me to drink what he's provided, he wants me to eat what he's provided, I wonder how much it's going to cost. You know, that Parmesan crusted ribeye I love so much but I don't get it much because they, 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 they want money for that <laughs> amen and, and the last time I went in they wanted a lot more money than the time before I went in amen and it, 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 does it make you more hungry for it absolutely amen it doesn't change the taste of it one bit amen but God, God's given us an invitation to his banqueting table he says anybody thirsty come to the waters you, I love this, you who have no money, come and eat. You, we, we can, well, Lord, I don't have the resources to come to you. No, it isn't about money. It isn't about what you can bring. It isn't about how you can perform. It isn't about your goodness. It isn't about your, your holiness apart from me. He says, you who have no money, come, buy. You can buy without money in the kingdom. You can taste and see that he's good. Come, buy and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Amen. Without price, it's priceless. What God is offering, you can't get enough money for. What God is offering, there's not enough money in the universe to purchase. 
Amen. There's, there's nothing that this world could offer that could put a, even a close to the value of what God is offering if we come and eat and drink at his table. We encounter his presence. We encounter his goodness and his love for us. Amen. He said, come, buy, eat, come, buy wine, milk, without money, without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread? Now, he's not, he, he's not talking about presidential flashcards and plastic. He's, he's talking about our desires, our passions, our goals, what we really think will drive us and make us happy and bring fulfillment in our life. He says, listen, why do you spend your time, your energy, your passions? Why, why are you burning all out for something that would, that, that's not even bread? It's not going to satisfy you. And your wages for what does not satisfy. So money and wages were two different things here. He says, listen carefully to me and eat what is good. And let your soul delight itself in abundance. He's talking about the satisfying of the soul. Pastor Pete touched on that last week. Tremendous message last week. If you didn't hear it, and you can get it online. You want to listen to it. The satisfying of the soul. He says, let your soul delight itself in abundance. You know your soul wants to prosper? <laughs> your soul wants abundance. Taste and see. That will bring that abundance, amen, to your soul. Incline your ear, come to me, hear and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. You know, God's a covenant-keeping God. When we draw near to him, he reminds us of that covenant. I love that. That's soothing. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Got, got a preacher in the house. Going to be going to be raised up. Amen. John chapter six. Going to close in the Gospel of John here. John chapter six, in verse twenty-six. This is after Jesus had fed five thousand people, and they they still weren't getting it. They had formulas. They had form. The same with the, with the, with the children of, uh, under the Old Covenant trying to get through the wilderness. Formulas and forms, but they never really encountered the, the truth of the supernatural provision in the presence of God that was with them every day. In John 6, verse 26, And Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. In other words, you, you, you let there be a lesser realm in your life bring satisfaction and you missed out the satisfaction in the prosperity of your heart and your soul. You missed out on the real message, the real food that God was providing. He told Mary, when, they, when Mary and Martha were arguing over who was going to help, he said, listen, Mary has chosen the best dish, the best part. And what Jesus was telling them here, listen, 
You did, you're not seeking me because you saw the signs. See, signs point to him. They testify of him. They, 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 they decree, they declare everything that's about him. Amen? He goes, you're not seeking me because you saw the signs, but because you burped on the miracle. You were satisfied in a natural realm, and I was trying to give you spiritual revelation. You were satisfied in the natural. I was trying to deposit kingdom reality. He says, do not labor for food which perishes, but for food which endures to everlasting life. Amen. There's nourishment, there's life from the food that God prepares that it's not limited to here now. It will carry us on through to eternity which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has set his seal on him. So Jesus clearly clearly points out their error, where they're missing it, and what he has for them, really. He goes, let's get your eyes off the natural, get your eyes off that the fact that, that, that you got full by the miracle that, that, that was provided. Amen. Let's, let's look back at the sign. What's the sign saying? What's it telling you? What's available? Amen. See, that should make them hungry. If they, they should taste and see that and see that it's good. And then in verse 28 says, Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? What do we do that we can do what you're doing? Now, I don't know. If I was the Lord, I might have been a little upset. And said, You just radically changed the subject. You never answered. You, you never saw what I was trying to point out to you. You just want to do what I'm doing. But he didn't do that. He said, Jesus answered them, this is the work of God that you believe in him who he sent. Faith connects us to the unseen realm. Amen. Faith connects us. Amen. Faith enables us to taste. We taste by faith. We taste by believing. We encounter God. Amen. As we enter in by faith, we stand on his word. We stand on his truth. We encounter his presence in worship. We encounter his presence through his word. We encounter his presence, amen, through, through worship. We bless the Lord. We exalt him. We call upon him. We fear him. These are, these are all attributes that position us, amen, to taste and see, to perceive, amen, that God's good. He said, you got to believe. Therefore, they said to him, what sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe it? Notice their order. What are you going to do so we can see and believe? You know, faith, you believe, then you see. It's not like the natural. What's there to believe once you've seen it? Amen? Once you've seen it, once you've encountered it, what's, it, what's there to believe? Then you know. He says, so, so what do you... Now, he's just referring to the miracle where he fed over 5,000 men, not counting women and children, probably up to fifteen to 20,000 people with a few, 
loaves of, of, of bread and a few fish, and they say, show us something. It's the same crowd. He goes, you're not here because you know who I am. You're not here because of the signs, what was being, what was being displayed in that miracle, what was being shown to you. His disciples, he even said later when they were in a storm, he goes, your hearts were hardened because you didn't understand the miracle of the loaves and the fishes. The same God that provided for you there will provide for you in storms. The same God that fed you here will feed you when, you in, when you've got lack. The same God that was supernaturally uh, provided for multitudes there will supernaturally provide for you whatever you need. You missed it. So he says, so they go, show us something that we may see it and believe you. Do you know he walked around for three and a half years Showing them more miracles than ever has been recorded in, in all of history. They said if, if you were to record them all, there wouldn't be enough books in the world, said at the end of the Gospel of John, to record all the miracles that they witnessed. And they're saying, show me something. Seeing is not believing. Believing and then you'll see. Seeing can lead to ritual and form, religiosity. Believing will lead to an encounter that will revolutionize our lives. Amen? Amen? And then they gave him a specific. They were hungry again, I guess. They said, our fathers ate manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you. Now he's going he's to interpret it for them. Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you that bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he, it's a person, it's the God-man, the Lord Jesus Christ, it's he who comes down from heaven and gives his life for the world. And then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. It's a different appetite being fed with different food. Amen. It's the, very, it's the very kingdom reality of the life flow of God into us. Amen. Encountering the life-giving flow of God in our lives. If you've never tasted that, I want to encourage you to look to, 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 look to the Lord. Don't take my word for it. Ask him. Say, God, I, I, I've seen it in your word. I've heard it talked about, that crazy preacher up there Sunday morning. He, he was talking about this. But God, if, if by any chance this is true, if this is real, God, I got to know. I, want, I guess take a break right here in the message. I just got to give you an opportunity because God wants to reveal himself to you in ways that you didn't even know were possible. God wants you to taste and see that he's good. He wants you to see his goodness. He wants, to, he wants you to know him and the power of your resurrection. He wants to bring transformation into your life so that you interpret your life different. Amen. And you'll know it never ends. 
Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. Back down in verse 48, he says it again. John 6, 48. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and they're dead. That's what they were asking them to recre- asking him to recreate. You know, God, God provided them manna in the wilderness. They missed the whole point that, that, that Jesus is the manna. Prophetic declaration of the one who was to come. They missed that whole point and said, you, you know, do, do something. Do like what, what, what Moses did in the wilderness. And Jesus said, listen, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate that manna in the wilderness and they're dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat and not die. Amen. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will, he will live forever. The bread that I shall give is my flesh, and I shall give for the life of the world. He goes, life is going to come from my death. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? They weren't perceiving. They weren't tasting. They couldn't see. And then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, see, I I believe Jesus' heart was breaking for them. I believe he was was trying to speak it as clear as he could speak it. They're hearing with natural ears spiritual truth. They're trying to interpret the the way that they would perceive things in the natural. They're trying to interpret kingdom reality, and you just can't do it. The natural man receives not the things of the Spirit, neither can he know them. And he's trying to bring them along. He said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Unless you encounter me, in my love, my, 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 unless you encounter the, the, this life-giving sacrifice I, where, where, where I, I'm laying myself down for you through my death, burial, and resurrection, unless you encounter me in this way, you have no life in you. Whosoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. See, it's relational. To become so one with him, to feed off the life that he provides, his goodness, his nature, his character. He said, he who abides in me, and I in him, as the living Father has sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. I'm the source. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not the ones your fathers ate and died. This is the true bread that came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I want to tell you that's one meal you'll never be disappointed in. (laughs) 
every encounter of the Lord ministers life. Amen? Amen. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Praise the Lord. I believe the Lord wants us to taste and see again this morning. We did, I, I did during worship. Amen. It was just awesome if Pastor Pete would come and make the worship ministry come. We're not going to be long. I guess they've got something planned after the service. But I do want to give an opportunity for God to just kind of seal this message to our hearts. Amen? And I know that that word, that word taste, as, as I shared earlier, in the Hebrew it means to perceive. It actually, it's interesting. I looked it up in in a couple of the commentaries too. And uh, Jameson Fawcett Brown, JFB, I like that commentary. So I, I looked up and it, and it says taste means to perceive or to try and experience. In other words, we, we perceive it to the point that we enter into it. We try it, we encounter it, we experience it. That the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Try it. What was that commercial? Try it, you'll like it. Amen, I'm dating myself now. Taste and see. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Do you want more hunger? Amen. Do you realize there's more available to God? I don't know about you, but I keep telling people, people say, well, you've been in the ministry for 38 years. And I said, yeah, and I'm almost ready to start. But you can retire in a in a in a hundred years. Yeah, but... I'm almost ready to start. Because the more I taste, the more I see. The more I know, the more I realize I don't know. Amen? Am I, am I alone in this? Amen? God, God is, there's an invitation this morning for us to taste and see His goodness in ways that we have yet to do. And let that bring satisfaction to the depths of our being, to our very souls. Amen. If you're hungry for that this morning, would you just lift your hands as an expression of faith to the Lord and lift your heart toward heaven as we pray together. You can do that online as well. Right there, wherever you are, whatever room you're in, whatever you're listening through or watching through, Amen, I want to pray for you too. Father, you see the hands and the hearts that are raised not only throughout this sanctuary, but God, in every living room, God, in every bedroom,
God, in every room, Lord God, where people are watching this service this morning. And God, we've been praying, God, for just, just, just a greater hunger and a greater thirst. But God, you've begun to reveal to us this morning, God, that, that the way, Lord God, for more hunger and more thirst, the way for, for fresh encounters with you is, God, as we taste and see, as we perceive, as we encounter you, as we begin to experience your goodness and your faithfulness to us, God, it makes us hungry for more. And so, God, I pray for every single person in this building, every single person that's watching online or that watches it in the future. God, I just pray, God, that we would encounter you in such a way this morning that there would be an insatiable hunger that would rise up that could only be satisfied by your goodness and your faithfulness. God, we don't want to labor for things that perish. God, we want the very life flow. God, your very life flow. God, to flow into us and bring about your redemptive purposes. Help us to continue to exalt you, to praise you, to cry out to you, to seek you, to fear you, to worship you, to bless you. God, to exalt you to lift you up. God, help us, Lord God. God, to continue to encounter you. To continually taste and see. God, don't, we, don't, we don't want to miss the signs. We don't want to miss the opportunities. We don't want to misread what you're doing. God, give us the eyes to see as we taste. Give us the ears to hear as we taste. Help us to respond to your invitation this morning. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your awesome goodness and faithfulness to us. In Jesus' name. Amen.